everyone. Welcome to Life Flex. Today I'm here with Alexa Ashworth and we will be discussing PMDD along with herbal remedies and uh, a bunch of things today. What's up, dude? Cool, thank you for having me. I'm so excited that I get to share a piece of my story and inspire others with a good friend. So, thank you. Oh, dude, thank you so much um, for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know that you have been working on this for a really long time and researching it. And uh, I think it's about time that a lot of other people that are facing the same issues hear about it. So, thank mm. you, you badass, for being <laughs> on here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, could you tell me what this is, what we're talking about a little bit? Yeah, so as Bianca mentioned, PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And to define this disorder, it is a cyclical hormone-based mood disorder with symptoms arising during the premenstrual or luteal phase of the menstrual cycle and lasting until onset of the menstrual flow. It affects an estimate of 2 to 10% of women of the reproductive age. While PMDD is directly connected to the menstrual cycle, it is not a hormone imbalance, which is really key. Uh, <laughs> PMDD is a severe negative reaction to the natural rise and fall of estrogen and pro-estrogen. It is a suspected genetic disorder with symptoms often worsening over time and around reproductive events, including ovulation, pregnancy, birth, miscarriage, and menopause. Women with PMDD are at an increased risk for postpartum depression and suicidal behavior. Many, but not all, women with PMDD have a history of sexual trauma or depression. If anything, that has exacerbated their experience over time. There is no blood or saliva, saliva <laughs> test uh, to diagnose PMDD, although these tests can rule out other underlying disorders, um, which actually right now through all the research I've been doing is the best way to track PMDD if you feel like you or a loved one has it is by tracking, tracking the symptoms for at least two menstrual cycles, um, two to three months. And what was this uh, information, information quoted from? What article? or? Uh... So this information is from IAPMD Global. Um, they're one of the first websites that I was introduced to and where I started reading about it and learning about it myself. Um, they also have an Instagram page and their official website is IPMD.org. Gotcha. Okay. And okay. So this is, um, other people's research then on this, uh, matter. What would your definition be of mm. PMDD? Yeah, so I recently just did a blog about three months ago, um, diving into more of my personal experiences and the struggles that I've encountered living my life with this, um, which was actually worse and more intensified before I knew I had it. Uh, and after I knew I had it, I wrote my own definition and how I would explain it if I approach someone. And so my explanation is PMDD is a delicate dance between mental states of an overwhelmed, damaged self to a reflective, conscious self. And the storm is impulse, quick action, and recklessness. And the reality outside the storm is mindfulness, thoughtful choices, and self-appreciation. 
When the cycle is complete, one can focus and has a crazy amount of energy throughout the day. Clarity comes through and we women start rebuilding the courage to accomplish what we have not yet finished, find space to make peace with ourselves and those we may have, those we may have hurt, further picking up on something we left behind, while being in the storm and then moving on to our next calling. We are in constant search of internal freedom. This is why battling the ideas of what it means to escape in times of the storm become a woman's only perceived option for thought. Wow. So um, I have not experienced this uh, from an outsider's perspective, other than, you know, my own mood swings from when my menstrual cycle comes around. I guess um, I go through uh, different states of mind you know I definitely have my downs but I guess you could or I could say how would you would this be the right way to say it is that these are like extreme mood swings um Mm -hmm. that happen one to two weeks before your period and that can lead to major suicidal thoughts and it could damage relationships because you never want to leave so it's like mass depression that's uh is triggered on the onset of your period? Would that be, how, how, how did I do? Uh, yeah, you did really well. You actually <laughs> um, summarized that pretty well. Um, I would say the major triggering events, however, is not necessarily the onset of your period, the day that you bleed, but it would start in that luteal phase 14 days prior. Um, I mean, 14, 16 days prior to the day that you're bleeding. Um, And those days are the most intensified times and which is why I've, through my own experience and then reading other women's blogs, um, hearing other women's stories recently, a lot of women, which we all can relate to, is that it feels like for two weeks of the month, um, you're not in control of yourself and you feel like a monster and you're just so out of touch with your being. And it's just this really a heightened sense of overwhelm and it really feels like you can't escape it and so and then the other two weeks of the month women feel like themselves like the happiest this is me why am I not this way in the other two weeks of the month and I mean I question that all the time wondering like geez these two weeks of the month I'm so on top of the world and why is the other half of the month so hard like what's going on where I have no control over my um, my mind and my body, and it's it was really really challenging to wrestle with that um, on a monthly basis before I knew I had it. How long do you think you've been experiencing this for? I believe I started recognizing things were more difficult probably around the age of eighteen. 18 going into 19, um, just because around that age, I remember thinking maybe I had seasonal depression. Um, I'm from the Midwest and from Minnesota, and there's a lot of dark days, so (laughs) I sometimes blamed it on Midwest seasonal depression, but realized it was so much more than that, and um, to say that I was depressed just didn't make sense, because when it happened... I just felt like 
there was no way to explain to someone in front of me what was going on. That was the hardest during those younger years was someone just coming up to me and saying, oh, you'll get through this, or pat me on the back, like, mm-hmm. or try to understand, like, are you sure you're depressed? Like, oh, that's not a thing. Like, you're, you're happy, Alexa. Like, you're always sharing love and joy and, you know, out there in the world doing what you love. And during those moments, I would just get so frustrated, and it was like the inside of me whether it was within my body or my brain, it was like something was coming out like a seed from inside me and just like wrapping up around my being and just wanting to suffocate me. But also that was, with that was bringing anger and frustration because I had no clue how to describe to someone what I was going through. Um, You did a really good job just now. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, I can explain it much better now. Back then, I probably didn't use that language, but... I imagined the plant from Jumanji. Uh Yeah, that big one that comes out of the chimney. It's, yeah, I still see that thing in my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what was happening, so Mm. there you go. It's a better visual for the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, so that was when you were 18, and how old are you now, if you don't mind sharing with everyone? <laughs> I'm 26 now. Yeah. Now I'm so, 26. <clears throat> that is um, a really long time to have begun experiencing that and doing research, and now, only now, finding out and like having a name or a label to put to it mm-hmm. um, along with people that fall into that category um, Mm -hmm. of experiencing those things and I think that maybe I mean I have a lot of friends who definitely shut themselves out um, for almost half the month and that they may be experiencing something as well Um, you wanted to share a quote from uh, a woman from one of your friends as well yes could we share that Mm -hmm. yeah so recently um, I was introduced to a woman um, from someone I know. Her name is Kelly Grisnick, and I had a conversation with her briefly on the phone the other day and asked for her permission to share a piece of her story Um, because recently she has unfolded what this disorder has meant for her and has been able to reflect and understand how she's going to continue to live her life. And I'm going to share a piece of what she had posted to her audience recently. So Kelly shares, this for a long time meant that for two weeks of each month, my mind and body ceased to be my own, which that's really powerful. Just that first phrase she wrote, mind and body ceased to be my own. I got chills when I first read that statement because I could resonate with that so much. Um, She continues to say, I seldom went a day without imagining throwing myself into the ocean or in front of a truck and often punched my body or banged my head into walls. It was torturous and exhausting to exist. The following two weeks would be spent recovering from the previous two and then fearing the next two to come. It might sound strange or surprising, but this is standard for people with PMDD. Wow. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kelly's so right for me as well. Uh, I actually, before I knew I had um, this disorder on my menstrual cycle, that I started to fear who I was becoming. And that led to the increased panic attacks, um, my heightened anxiety, uh, feeling like I can't control what my environment around me because I couldn't control internally what I was experiencing. And I would say probably going on age 24 was the worst of my fears. And looking back on some of those really challenging months, um, there's really no words for fearing yourself. And when you go into those two weeks, that become really difficult and as if you're suffocating and just everything's closing in on you to make you want to disappear, you start believing that you do just want to disappear and that's the worst part. Um, and for me, I did, I just, I started recognizing it and understanding it. Um, as far as just feeling like two different people and that was just intuitively with me trying to understand my own body however because I couldn't put a name to it and I didn't understand fully um, I just started yeah fearing the person I was becoming and when you're in fear of yourself it makes you start to resort to those thoughts of escape and then want to act on self-harm or eventually hurting yourself and that's what's really hard when you don't have someone or a support group that's understanding what you're going through yeah. and you definitely went about this the with a holistic approach what were the different um, things you encountered while you were studying the history and yourself how did you basically come to find out that this was in fact PMDD versus you know, bipolar disorder, or even, I feel like the onset to the menstrual cycle is like the biggest key here, but mm -hmm. you tell me. Mm -hmm. So I never was pre-diagnosed with anything, actually, until I did go see a female doctor who had a holistic approach and worked with me, and together um, we discovered that I did have PMDD. Um, and over the years, I just, through my own research and being in the field of psychology with endeavors to be a marriage family therapist, I just had knowledge around um, depression and bipolar and anxiety disorders. And for some reason, as I would read through the DSM and unravel what some of the underlying criteria was for those, it just still didn't match up with what I was experiencing only because on the weeks that I felt great and was really productive and just totally in love with myself and everyone around me, um, to even consider that I had depression in those few weeks was crazy. And be like, no, I actually don't associate with that. Mm -hmm. um, which helped um, my doctor just understand that it really was a specific time of the month when I was falling apart and just unraveling at my own inner seams. Um, also, what I discovered with my doctor, um, which all this, I should say, took place about a year and a half ago, um, she 
had just asked me if I've ever been on birth control, um, if I did take any other medications, like you asked if I was ever previous diag previously diagnosed with anything, and I said no, I've never taken any antidepressants or medications um, except uh, birth control up until that point. And when I told her when I was on birth control, actually it was some of the more heightened times where my suicidal ideation was at its worst. Um, and I never, I just thought I was so depressed and like, oh, I don't feel good on this birth control. I feel like lethargic and slow and tired and I love running and working out and I snowboard. Um, I'm definitely very athletic. And so I felt like the birth control was just making me feel like I couldn't be the athlete I was supposed to be at those times. And so I just stopped taking it completely. Um, just threw it away. It was like it wasn't serving me anything. But when I was on it, and when um, probably at around age uh, twenty, when I was on birth control, um, it yeah, I think I don't even remember some of the times. Honestly, I remember I even had a cousin's wedding during that year that I went to, and sometimes when I get around family and they're talking about experiences from this wedding or good times. Sometimes now in my state of clarity, I look back and I'm like, wow, I don't, I must have been such a zombie and so checked out of life. I don't, I don't remember these funny moments that happened. I barely remember uh, my brother playing guitar for them as they walked down the aisle. And it just really, it's such a deep sadness that I feel reflecting on those times because I had no idea what I was doing to myself. I had no education, no knowledge. And so during those younger years, when you think you're doing stuff to help you out, but actually you're causing more harm and feeding the inner monster within, and you're, unfortunately, the repercussions of that is uh, you become, come to a place where you do feel more suicidal. Um, and well, the good thing about reflecting means that we're in a different place now, that we can look mm -hmm. back and be like, that we experienced those things, we felt those things, we went through those things, but we're here now reflecting on it, meaning we're in a different place, in a different state of mind. So what have, how'd you do it? How, how are you going about it now and treating this? Um, if you can reflect on those, those guilty feelings. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I wanna, you said, how did you do it? Uh, before telling or sharing, what I'm doing now. I actually want to share a little bit about what I was doing before I knew I had it through activities and just what mm -hmm. really kept me going. Because first, you should sip your tea, honey. Because <laughs> yes, you you just need to drink uh, something. There you go. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Nourish um, yourself. Lovely. Side note: Bianca is a tea goddess, and <laughs> as a little gift for me and. Our friendship, she has made a tea with peppermint, ginger, and lemon peel. Actually, for any ladies out there that want a new tea or to help um, ease some symptoms around your cycle, I highly recommend those things in your tea. Oh, that is very true. I have so much to share on remedies once I'm here, done hearing your remedies, of course. Mm. So, yeah, um, going back to before I actually knew I had it, um, it's really interesting and another piece of 
my story that I wrote, um, I reflect back on a time, um, this memory that was imprinted in my brain from when I was living in Northumberland, England. Um, I went over there for five months to study art and art history um, and experience a different world. And when I was over there, um, I actually had some really hard days and evenings. And I never could make sense of those days and evenings. Um, one specifically, I remember just being so confused with where I was at, why I was there. Um, and also just like feeling so depressed and like I couldn't resonate with anyone in my group that I traveled with. And I remember one night I escaped, well, to me, which felt like escaping everyone. Um, and I ran outside of where I was staying to this river. And by the river, I just remember crying so hard. Um, and I write in my story that I just felt like my tears innately added to the river that was already there because I just sat under this tree and it just felt like it was my body's tears, it wasn't mine. So that's what was huge. It felt like it was the story my body was trying to tell and it was coming out through wow. the intensity of crying. Um, so you really, it's a separated feeling between body and soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, di a huge disconnect between mind, body, spirit. And I just remember thinking, like, how can how can you escape like the human anatomy or something that is innately you, like you and your body? How do you escape that? You can't, it's a part of you. Um, and also I was just so happy and full of life and I was finally exploring um, pieces of England that were so enchanted and things I dreamed about as a little girl and it was happening. And there I was sitting by a tree crying. Like you, I could not explain that. And I know in other women's blogs I've read, they have very similar experiences. Um, but what I did then, so now that I've shared some personal metaphors and analogies and experiences, um, I ran a lot. That was number one. Like for me, I remember when things got too intense, if I could bring myself out of bed or to do it, I would just force myself to go on a two or four mile run and just run until my whole body was exhausted because I had to find things that exhausted my being to be at peace and relax and I found myself looking for more heightened and intense activities during those difficult times um, because I knew that the only way to be at peace was to exhaust myself um, so to do that my outlets were running um, snowboarding because of the adrenaline rush and I could always learn and um, develop new skills and it was my way to just be free and nobody around me and especially with individual sports or even going to like kickboxing classes or something or yoga um, I could really just be within me and experience something um, where I didn't have the weight of other people's emotions or the world around me like telling me how I had to be. I could just be me and be expressive and let that go. So I did seek out activities like that a lot. And those helped you, I guess, ease you into the process of learning about what this was and what was going on. I think that's great because I think everyone 
almost does that or should do that, you know, like maybe unconsciously we go for a run and we don't really know that this is how we clear our head. This is how we make our bodies just healthy again, simply because we're working it like a machine. We're not exhausting our thoughts or our mind or stressing ourselves out. We're just giving it what it needs. So what were the, what were the other things you did as well as you started to develop, to develop an understanding of PMDD? Uh, like nutrition-wise, medicine-wise, were there herbal medicines or things that you've come to gather now that you mm-hmm. you go to during these during this period? Yes, definitely. Um, right now, I am taking several things daily. Um, that is not being on an antidepressant, which I should say, when I was educated myself and finally um, realized that I was suffering from this disorder that I did become open to the idea of being on a SSRI for about five, five and a half months. Um, and I was on a very small dosage. And when I originally went on that antidepressant, it actually did help and relieved all my symptoms. I mean, it was like night and day. I was going to work, waking up. Um, it was citrulopan, if mm-hmm. I said that right. Um, and that definitely helped me function so I could go to work. I could also just educate myself, like, because I didn't have all the severe pains, um, and I wasn't consumed by my emotion anymore because of being outside my body and having a new awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, being on that helped me educate myself, understand my circumstance, see this as a new phenomenon that was happening in my life and just throughout other women in the world and it just helped me have clarity around how I wanted to move forward how I'm going to choose to personally live my life and persevere and after that five months I recognized for me I ended up not enjoying being on the antidepressant because I love being expressive and for one I felt like more than intensified emotions I would feel that I enjoyed connecting with felt like they were lost somewhere inside me or if I would hear someone's story that really impacted me normally I'd tear up or empathize with someone and I felt like being on that medication so long for me I couldn't naturally allow that emotion to come out with others around me Um, and that's really important to me is feeling that emotion um, and expressing myself in the world and so And I also am in a really healthy relationship and um, I lost my sex drive and sexually just wasn't pleased with how I was feeling, um, which really impacted me. So I chose to go off it. And when I went off it, the first thing I started doing was taking vitamins that targeted certain parts of my menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and so daily I take d3 super b complex magnesium fish oil um I was recommended to use chase berry with that from my holistic doctor at the time however that didn't work with me very well and I experienced really intensified headaches on chase berry um through experimenting with it so I ditched that and I've been totally fine uh, but as far as essential oils go, I've been using um, like Valor and Absolute Rose and Zhang Mayo, which is a Chinese uh, mm-hmm. supplement. Um, 
I also just use fun ones because they just make me smile and make my life worth living. But I have an essential oil called Fulfill Your Destiny, um, which I love diffusing as I'm getting up and getting ready for the day and listening to music. I It just brings a lot of life into my senses. And I'm also very sensitive, um, aware, or just have... I'm very sensitive to other smells and things um, during certain times, and I feel like essential oils is a way to um, relax and unwind and get rid of other smells that affect me. Yeah, they have huge therapeutic properties, and there's like endless herbs and um, with medicinal properties that just surround us on a daily basis. We really should only have to just step outside our front door and look around at nature around us and, mm -hmm. and see what we could apply. Like there's pine needles outside right now and those are have huge therapeutic properties. But um, uh, a bunch of others, like you mentioned, um, rose essential oil that also has vitamin C and B. Um, and it's uh, also um, candula and lavender have huge anti-inflammatory properties. Um, I carry lavender um, around with me <laughs> because I lose my head sometimes and lavender um, just grounds me unlike any other mm. herb so far. Um, but it's so... Uh, I just get passionate when we start talking about this stuff, mm. but it's just, just so important to have these um potions mm -hmm. on you oh, at they hand. are potions <laughs> um, it's just amazing like they're highly concentrated flowers and they have so many vitamins and benefits inside of them it's it's overwhelming mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and then when you were doing exercise and yoga like it's it's so crazy because even when we're <clears throat> excuse me even when we're facing like the most horrific things in life and we are ready to lose our minds, we can still take that moment, take time and be like, no, I'm going to control my response to this situation, no matter what's going on outside of me and inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so laying down on the floor, you don't have a yoga mat, great, lay down. You know, lay down and stretch, move your body, contort it, you know, like breathe, listen to your breath going throughout your body and just filling you up. There's just something as simple as just recognizing that you have a right to be here as anybody else, no matter what you're going through and what's going on around you. And just giving yourself that time to be like, oh, you know, like stretching and breathing and then moving getting your blood pumping and flowing doing all the things that you can do to the fullest and you don't even really have to think about it you're just walking down the road or you're kicking a ball or you're jumping on a skateboard yes. you're just doing it mm -hmm. you're living life because you can and you're here and that's all that matters yes you know? mm -hmm. and you said something so key is that you're just doing it without even thinking about it and I think that's why I've sought activity in my life that allows me to be so present with myself and focus on that very next step or that very next um, mogul in front of me if I'm in my on my snowboard um, because it grounds me in such a present moment 
that nothing else matters and that's so huge to mm-hmm. have that in your life I also uh, want to add to the essential oils that recently um, from a girlfriend I was recommended to use progestins plus during certain times of the month which mm-hmm. is very new to me and then I've also been using Endoflex every night before bed, putting it on the bottom of each of my big toes, mm-hmm. um, even on my neck by my collarbone. And that's been uh, really humbling and also just helping me continue to ground myself. Um, and you, one more thing you said too uh, was controlling your mind. And a huge part of that is just you have the ability to control something. That actually was probably the first thing that I had to recognize and do after I discovered this diagnosis before changing my lifestyle, before changing eating habits, bringing in natural remedies. I think just understanding what this meant for me and allowing enough time and space to resonate and re-love myself and claim that other half of the month that I used to describe as a monster or a piece of me that I feared, I had to put that piece back in me and claim it as my own and see myself as a whole being. You gotta love your monster, yeah. babe. Gotta you love gotta it. hold hands with your monster. <laughs> we all have monsters. Yes. And we just gotta be we just gotta feed them, you know, occasionally before they come out and kill everyone. So <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and they will. Oh, they will. But we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to talk more about Monsters, Tea, and um, your poem. I know you want to share a poem, and I can't wait to hear it. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Life Flux is sponsored by Pray to the Luncoon. Pray to the Luncoon is a unique brand of customizable handmade board bags located in Baden Wuttenbuch, Germany. You can choose one of their awesome models, colors, and send in your board dimensions and your own artistic design for your bag. Pray to the Luncoon offers a variation of board bags, such as the takeaway bag, which is great for the everyday skateboard, and the Loki Toki bag for longboards. Feel free to contact Claudia, the founder of Pray to the Luncoon, for your own customizable board bag. For more information, visit, like, and direct message, and follow on Instagram at pray underscore to underscore the underscore Luncoon. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Life Flux. I'm here with Alexa Ashworth. And we were talking about PMDD, um, the definition, the symptoms, um, history, different people who've experienced it as well. And um, now we are talking about holding hands with your monster and um, pretty much feeding it with good herbs, exercise, self-love, tea, and friends, right? Mm, yes, yeah, so much self-love. You have to love yourself to get through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you have, um, an, an app that you refer to now. So, and then also, um, other herbs and food as well, um, that you've decided to adapt and, uh, go to. Yeah. How have you had to change your life now in order to 
help yourself and your monster that you, uh, yeah. that you have. <laughs> Everyone has a monster, <laughs> but you know, yeah. so how do you help yours? For my monster, um, where I left off was just talking about how important it is to recognize when you are in states of clarity and don't have a fog brain is what a lot of people refer to, um, who have PMDD is having foggy moments, but in those weeks where you have clarity and a clear mind, um, making sure you stay aware and have morning or nightly meditation to reflect on what's really working for you and be conscious of what you could go to knowing that those 14 days that come up can be so hard. And so something that really helped me was this app that I found through Instagram on this woman's page. It's called Me Versus PMDD. Um, she has a little app you can download to your phone. It's pink with a little strong arm on it because we're all warriors here. Um, and within this app, it has a tracker so you can uh, collect data on all your symptoms and what you're experiencing and the intensity on a scale of 1 to 10, how all these symptoms are affecting you every day during that luteal phase. And over time, it will track your data and show you your cycles. And for me, using this um, tracking system was really helpful because it helped me target the areas of my body. Um, also, just mentally, what I was struggling with most, um, recognizing where that was hard to manage so like uh, for me that noticing that wow I have a lot of back pain and breast tenderness during these times like I don't need to be targeting this other stuff for my body because um, like my fatigue and my back pain and my muscle aches are so intense so then knowing that I could look for um, essential oils or uh, like a CBD cream even that I've used for those areas that really helped me unwind and just add some ease to the experience. Um, so I highly recommend that app. The woman that I'm referring to, she also has an Instagram page. Are there anything that, is there anything that you've avoided um, in order to help as well? Like certain foods, people, smells, environments? Mm, yes. Um, yeah, so definitely check out the Instagram page. I was looking that up quick to make sure I was saying it right, and it is just M-E-V-P-M-D-D. Um, and then, yes, so things I've avoided. The first thing was cutting out alcohol. Like, I used to enjoy wine, different red wines. That was not good for me. I did not know that in the time. It was exacerbating all my symptoms, but... Um, the first thing I did was completely cut out drinking wine, and that was huge. Um, I also uh, still enjoy a beer here and there. However, just to simplify that and uh, be able to go out and socialize and still have a drink with other people, I actually, at certain breweries now, I'll do just order a half a beer and have the other half be kombucha mm -hmm. and just really be mindful of what I'm doing and I'm feeding my body. Um, foods like heavy meats I've got rid of, um, sodium, high sugar. Uh, sodium and sugar are huge. Like 
being mindful of that, especially the sodium, because there were things in my diet that had a lot of sodium that I was unaware of, and uh, getting rid of that has really helped my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so replacing things, or to replace those things, I've actually just done more fruits and vegetables and colors, and it's crazy if you like, if you are a yoga guru or love um, color charts and just the different areas of our body that symbolize different colors, mm-hmm. even just buying foods that targeted my stomach area, um, as far as like orange, like carrots and squash and different things. But if you're mindful of that color in your body and where you're feeding it, oh my gosh, that like, that was really healing as well as far as exploring my food intake. I love it, dude. It's freaky, but it's true. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, I feel like I'm in Alice in Wonderland or something like that. It's it's pretty gnarly. Um, I'd like to share some uh, benefits from the tea that we're drinking and that you'll be taking home with you today. Um, it's called Evening Comfort, and you can fi- find it at Capital Tea off of South Broadway here in Denver. Um it only has three key ingredients. You could make it at home easily, too. It's uh, just peppermint leaves, ginger root, and lemon peel. And um, these have uh, great um, stomach ache fighting properties, and um, they soothe headaches, um, anti-depression, and anxiety. Um, chamomile, peppermint fennel tea is also really good. Um, all of these do a great job at just soothing the body, cooling it down, um, where there's any inflammation. Um, you'll also be going home with some CBD from Color Up Therapeutics. They're located here in Denver as well. Um, I got you a, a pet meal and a regular CBD, pure CBD tincture. You can take um, four drops under the tongue and that just goes straight into your main bloodstream and um, pretty much the endocannabinoid system is like a pixel all over your body and the CBD reacts to those receptors and the endocannabinoid system is like a regulatory mechanism in the body and what it does is it regulates pain it makes everything balance out um so if you're you know your foot's yelling up to your brain yo you just crushed me in the corner here you can you know take some CBD and it works similar to an aspirin without any negative effects, um, any drowsiness or vomiting or anything like that. So you don't have to worry about your liver failing. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, CBD is um, excellent for you as well. But it's amazing how many benefits we're surrounded by, um, like the food. I mean, it's just, it's overflowing. All you really have to do is step outside and look at nature around you and see what's available and do a little research and there you go. But just a trip to the store and you can get some um, calendula. That's a great anti-inflammatory. I carry lavender essential oil on me um, 24-7 and I put that on my wrist, um, on the temples. And what that does is it just, it calms me down. I have anxiety so, you know, Breathing is a thing for me. I have to remind myself, breathe, woman, you know, because life is crazy, but it's out of your hands. So I'll take a little bit of your lavender oil and everything's going to be just fine. 
but everyone has their own um, essential oils. Rose essential oil is something I suggested for you. It's uh, got vitamin C and B and carotene. It's a blood purifier and it'll relieve stomach aches. So just a little bit of rose. Just go sniff a rose, love. That's all you need. And um, yeah, I don't know why I keep doing accents, but yeah. So it's it's uh, really amazing um, what we're surrounded by and how easy it is to really balance out our bodies. We just have to feed it the right things and love ourselves. Self-love is the most important thing and that's where it all starts. Um, along with like your, you know, your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise, your everything that you do around um, people, you know, who you are around, all that's really important. And I think you took uh, a holistic approach throughout all of this. You know, you were diagnosing yourself from the beginning, trying to figure out, okay, when did this happen? You know, when does this start to happen? When do I start to feel this way? So, yeah, I think that's great um, that you did that. I have to um, bring this up because I remember when you and I got coffee a while back and I was first introducing you to my story, you made the analogy actually that sometimes it feels like under our skin we have like a bajillion little people or all our organs and cells um, are running around and freaking out and our cells <laughs> are like little people underneath us running around crashing into each other and like what's going on and having a internal system meltdown um, i saw the movie yeah. osmosis jones i don't know if you guys have ever seen osmosis jones but it's an amazing <laughs> animated movie and i don't know i just really loved it i really do feel like you know trillions of cells in our pinky and they all are just trying to live and get along and figure out what the hell is going on mm -hmm. and we are too we're just you know mm -hmm. giant and filled with them and if we just need to send them more, you know, help. Yeah, send them more produce, love you know. Create that balance, like you said, through everything you just explained. Yeah. Know? And I think CBD and peppermint are, like, top dogs. But there's, like, so many other things out there. Simple as breathing exercises, practicing self-love and meditation to tackle these huge disorders and illnesses that we face every single day. People wonder how these major things are treated with such simple um, changes in our lifestyle by simply being aware of what we need in order to function correctly and survive mm -hmm. and be happy as well. Happiness is, you know, the most important thing. So we just have to give our body what it really needs. Yes, but. yes. Um, and speaking to um, a little bit more on the grounding piece and balance, um, I believe just because with um, this chronic disorder as well, that it's not only your body and everything you feel physically, but sometimes that um, when you are feeling disconnect from your mind and body and the mental side of this disorder can just be so um, encapsulating as far as feeling like there is no escape that something that helped me outside that app and understanding um, what I was really going through is I started planning ahead then after using that app um, for a few months I 
downloaded a podcast or a podcast. I downloaded um, a Spotify list that had um, singing bowl type meditations mm-hmm. and really lovely just um, instrumental music and stuff that was very therapeutic and just really nice to hear. Um, Those are my favorite. Oh my gosh, those Tibetan singing bowls. I'll turn on the hour one and I'll just pass out. Mm-hmm. It's so good yep. and it's so healing. And I made a little music list with maybe 10 songs on it, keeping it really simple for myself. I have a little quartz rock that I'll have in my pocket um, to just hold and feel the edges and remind myself. That giant amethyst stone that you have? A small, smaller. Version. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I have also, oh, brought an essential oil with me um, like lavender rose or something having it handy but I remind myself when I'm still in that state of clarity and before the 14 days I look at my calendar when that 14 days is coming up mm-hmm. knowing it might be challenging it, depending on my lifestyle and what's going on around me and my stress level I could go through it with ease mm-hmm. if it's a difficult month and I know these days might um, try to fight me and fight against me, I remind myself, I look at the calendar, remind myself, what do you have? What can you go to? I can play that music wherever I am, not just about what I'm eating and vitamins, because all that, you you really have to work on that. And I'm still working on it. I have not mastered it. It's hard. It's hard to change. I started with maybe three vitamins a year ago, and right now I'm maybe doing four vitamins and using for essential oils so um, the process is very slow and I've had to be so patient um, but I will definitely just remind myself in those days you have your so you have a rock you have your essential oil you can smell I got my rock we're all <laughs> I'm, right I'm ready I might throw it at you <laughs> depending if I can't ground myself beware everybody on my path Alexa <laughs> Alexa gets to work. She forgot her rock. Oh no. Tom, Tom, Tom. Things are gonna go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has her essential oil. <laughs> I feel like literally a little cartoon character trying to figure this out. What's That's a really stash? cool amethyst. Honestly, I need to get myself a rock because you're making everyone who doesn't have a rock look like they need a rock because this is huge. This can like fit in your palm. <laughs> But I already feel like Harry Potter when I'm holding it. I'm just like, yep, no one can fuck with me. Sorry. <laughs> I already beat Voldemort, so you can just go get a life. Yeah, look out, world. It is, it's hefty. I mean, I know I feel like a warrior now, but I think, yeah. yeah that's, that's a baller rock. That's huge. Really am fighting. It's a nice palm <laughs> size. Well, uh, I like that it fits in my palm because it's like an avocado of the weight size. One. Yeah, it's the shape of an avocado, but it has these beautiful triangle type, um, like lines and yeah. abstract edges that go up to this point. And I love triangles, so to look at it reminds me that I'm whole. <laughs> yeah, something about holding quartz feels so nice too, or different gems and rocks or whatever. It's just this energy that flows through you. I mean, we've always been attracted to it since we were little, you know, like. Ooh, sparkly, you know, I'm mean, look at this forever, you know? I mean, but why? There has to be something else there that mm-hmm. attracts us to these things and makes us want 
to mm-hmm. hold them, adorn ourselves in them, you know, like, what, what is that? I don't mm-hmm. know, but, well, now we do know, actually, we're made yeah. up of elements, and we're attracted to them, so I don't know why yeah. I just said that, but... It makes sense, though, and I think a part of that, and those sim- simplistic, um, like, mes- when we get mesmerized over simple things, a lot of that, I think, comes from our childhood, too, and how... We can bring things we used to just love and obsess over as a child and remind ourselves what were those things and reincorporate them into your balance and grounding. And I mean, that was another thing I did was what did I do as a kid? I was always in the forest. I lived next to a tree farm. So I was out sitting in a tree. Um, Just that was my escape as a little kid. And more so now, even it's my like my way to unwind and get away from the world and remind Mm -hmm. myself I'm here. I'm doing the best I can. And I'm able. I think not just I'm here, but I'm also able. And I think able is a great word to remind yourself in those times of overwhelm. Um, whether you're sitting at work, you're in your car, or you're literally dead to the world and just taking a nap in bed, um, just telling yourself, I am able. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned... Um, my poem <laughs> before yes. our break. I want to hear your poem. Uh, it totally involves a monster, and so it's so fitting, and I can't wait to share it with you all. Um, I wrote this poem after I discovered that I had PMDD, um, and when I started resonating with what it meant to me and just embodying it as this is who I am. I'm not two people, I'm one person. So this is what I wrote. Through each cycle, a woman can be more in tune and more in love with every part of her. There is consciously new enlightenment that happens with each cycle of life and within the body. To distract, numb, and fear the body cycle is to feed the monster hiding in its cave. You have to be courageous enough to look clearly at what's in front of you walk into the cave and face all the symptoms of the monster. That monster has crawled out every month to stomp you in the ground. Now you must approach it first, show it you are strong, fearless, worthy, of taming what the world makes impossible. To befriend the inner wildebeest is to be running freely in the world as the wild woman you always wanted to be. She is here, here to play, here to stay. And if she finds herself under the foot of a monster, she knows better not to let it define her. Under the ground is a root system of knowledge. In the entanglement, she knows how to burrow out a new light. A light so intense and rejuvenating that her feet are light and her chest is open up to the sky above her. Look up monster and watch her fly. You cannot bury her. For she will only plant herself as a designated seed, patiently waiting to burst a flare of her own color into fresh air once again. She is a rarity with a wild inner compass. I dare you to pull out your claws. Oh! Yes! Mmm. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I am, I mean, that's really, maybe more so than the definition I gave earlier is even more of something others can relate to, because um, it is you're fighting a monster, something of it that has no name, but then to claim it as your own and see that monster 
as still yourself and to say, look at it when you're experiencing those hard times and say, I'm going to choose to love you today. Hmm. That is powerful. To be able to recognize in a state that you're in that is so intense and something you want to escape and you think it would just be better if something happened to you to just make you disappear. And I think so many times I had moments where I didn't want to be here. I did not want to be living in this world. I was so fed up over it. Just, I don't care what takes me. I don't care how I go, but I wanted something to happen. Just like um, what Kelly had mentioned in her piece of her writing that if a truck just hit me or something, and it's so real, those thoughts. But in those moments, and as you grow and educate yourself and understand what this is for you, to be able to have a moment in those hard weeks and wake up and look in the mirror and remind yourself what this diagnosis is, who you are, what you've become, how strong you are, how brave you are, courageous you are. And then to look at yourself in the mirror and just say, I'm going to choose to love this part of you today. And I never used to choose to love it. I dismissed it for so many years. And you got to love it. Yeah. Living in these human bodies can always, it can always be hard to love all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think with the right people around, it'll show people why they should. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I think we miss a lot of that in the world we live in when it concentrates so much on what's not real, you know, making people fake versus loving them for what they even would consider flaws aren't flaws, just the raw reality of being human. Mm -hmm. Being human. You're going against the current, my friend. (laughs) I love it. And And I'm just, that's awesome. I'm just such a believer, like so believer that um, as humans and as we're trying to discover our place in the world and um, how we're going to survive being here on this planet, um, we have to share experiences and we have to share personal experiences um, to be able to relate to one another because our experiences have so much momentum and power that we don't even know we carry. And until you're willing to set your fears aside and tap into your own powers, um, they really do come out in a way that people start recognizing, um, being curious, like, gosh, like, what it, what is she doing? Like, this person, like, she looks like she's glowing today. Like, what is it about her that's keeping her going? Mm-hmm. And I want people to know what really does keep me going, um, that I'm not always that glowing person uh, walking around (laughs) every day and that you know I mean we can research I researched um, bits of history and things for this podcast today but I'm sitting here realizing like I'm not even sharing any of this and I think (laughs) it's because when you're really suffering and you're really struggling you're not gonna go online and find a research article or go find empirically validated information about what something means or what a diagnosis is you're going to relate to someone's story you're going to hear something so impactful or a few words that keep you going and it's not going to be 
based on this like side information or I mean you can do all the research you want behind something and understand it but as human beings I think the most beautiful thing and gift that we have in this world is to offer each other community and love and you know I think the simpler we can care for others um, and how we treat them it always has more of an impact than trying to shove knowledge and like education or something down someone's throat and that's what it was for me it took a few people in my life that just either sat with me and hug bear hugged me until I was done crying not saying a word that was impactful it took people that chose to love me before I could love me that that's when I really started to change for myself yeah we could all use some love, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's what we're here for. We're here to share it all. Um, thank you, dude. You are one hell of an enlightening badass. And I'm so proud of the road you're going down and um, how you want to help um, anyone going through these similar things. And I think you're going about it an awesome way. And it mm. seems to be helping a lot. You, uh, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you, how do you feel now, knowing the tools you have and what may lay ahead, what lies ahead? Mm. I feel free. Just a piece of me and my inner spirit is flying outside of me, knowing that it's not caged up within me, and that I'm holding all this information to myself in my own story that to be at a place now in my life where I can share openly and authentically and honestly, honestly, um, it really does make me feel like I'm soaring because I'm giving what I'm most passionate about, um, to others that come into my life and however they come into my life or I come into theirs. Um, I just think it's a beautiful gift to give someone when it's the right time and place that's awesome um for everyone listening um if you'd like to hear more about alexa's journey and everything that she's gone through she has shared her stories um they're available on her blog page called uh warrior the official blog oh no that's a that's that's the other blog that you referred to right, right. so it's not what's my... your blog it's not my blog page, but I wrote an article that was placed on the blog page. Okay. So this perfect. blog page is um, for women who want to send their stories. Mm -hmm. So for me, I discovered this blog page through Instagram. It was the me versus PMDD um, Instagram page. And I clicked on the link and I found a warrior blog site. And I was really intrigued by it because of all the inner healing I was doing and discoveries. And so I found an area to send an article to the woman who owns it through email. And uh, she responded and put my article on the page. So that's awesome. And that go was to that. So. And the name of the website um, is blog.mevpmdd. Correct? Yeah, and it's Warrior, the official blog of me, v PMDD. And you can find um, uh, Alexa's blog or um, article up there and learn more about how 
or what she's been through up to this point and um yeah now yeah. we know how we're going about it now and, and also other women um on that page i've read through other posts recently and women are coming out and sharing their stories um and owning their own stories as the warrior they are and as we all are out here fighting i think it's amazing and so you'll find other women's journeys and stories as well on that page that's awesome well thank you so much I um, really appreciate you coming out here and having tea with me and sharing all your knowledge on this. Um, I can see how passionate you are about it and hopefully it'll help whoever out there hears this and can or has gone through similar things. But I appreciate you and love you, mm. dear. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much for having me here. All right. Cheers, you guys.